You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. daddies and mommies. Happy Monday. If you're listening on release day, this is the Horny Housewife podcast and I'm your host, Jordan. Welcome back or welcome if you're new. Last week, the feedback I got about last week's episode pulled my heartstrings. I loved it oh so much because reading the messages from the men specifically, because I'm just generalizing that the women are all emo and we all know our attachment styles. That's not true, but it's just me being me. But when the men wrote in and are like, I re-listened to this seven times. I had to digest this. I took notes. I was mind blown. I had no idea this is going to change everything. Like That was really cool. That was really cool. So if you haven't listened to that, Go listen to it because if you don't know anything about attachment styles, it indeed will be a game changer. Okay, today, what are we doing today? If you're new, you don't know this, but the OGs know it's fucking a solo episode. Solo. That's what this mostly is. Listener questions out the ass because it's a hoot, a howl, and a good time. And we get the goss and we talk a little shit. And I love these episodes. It's kind of like a reset. Next week, we'll have a nice, gorgeous topic technique. The episode after that's going to rock everyone's world, shake you to your core, take you down, fuck you upside down. Susan Bratton's back, bitch. She came to the interview in lingerie, okay? She gave so much detailed technique, tips, and advice on how to fuck your wife right, to seduce your wife, to have more sex with your spouse and actually like it because she wasn't having it for 10 years of her marriage. Her husband had an affair. The whole story, she's been married 35 years and having the best sex of her life. And her husband is a gem of a man, by the way. And she was able to see like the affair was him coping with a complete dead bedroom and her being completely cut off. And they made a 180, a 360, whichever is the better one. And her story is incredible. And she's written 44 books, 44. And she has so much fucking free content that is an incredible resource. So that episode is December 2nd. Make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following and stay tuned for that one because fire. It's rare that when I record that I share with you so early about how excited I am for you to hear something And this is it. This is it. I think because it inspired me so much, it was like, so remember, like y'all are getting like Jordy's little diary here. I mean, this is a podcast. I'm talking to the people. But if this goes on for years and years, which it is, it is, duh, we're just getting started here. I mean, it's kind of like a little storybook chapters here. If we go back to episode one to episode now, It's like a beautiful flower that's blossomed. Speaking of seasons, who is seasonally depressed? Raise your hand. Raise it. I'm entering. I'm transitioning. So I am transitioning. I have these like sunny days. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. 
I'm not from here. I live here. I'm from the South. Duh. I would think it would be obvious because I have manners. Someone actually DM'd and I wrote it down because I was like, have to talk about this. The difference in Northerners and Southerners. And I wasn't able to speak on this. But now that I've been here eight years, I can speak on it. Okay. There's a difference. And I married someone that has lived their whole life in the North. And I lit majority of their life in the North. And I lived majority of my life in the South. And you bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow, one day she'll be back because she's got to show her boy what the boys down South are like. Okay. I need him to be doting and simping whilst alphaing. That's a real thing. And by my boy, I meant my son. So I don't call my husband my boy. I call him my man. I 100% am going to put that poll up on the Instagram because do you think there's a difference? I think it's blatantly obvious and I wonder how many couples are out there where one of you was raised just very differently than the other and specifically because of geographical location. I just happen to think that they do it differently. Like the manners in the South, you can't, they can't keep up. They don't have them. They don't have them. They're colder. It's colder in the North and their hearts are colder. The lack of vitamin D has done something. You know, there's more serial killers that they come from the, the North, the Pacific Northwest specifically because it's cloudy and rainy and gloomy and energetically, <laughs> you know, that manifested itself into some psychopaths. And like, I'm all for a good weird, like keep Portland weird. But after the pandemic, Portland is, is not the same as it was. And I don't even know because I only got to see it for like, what, a few years before the pandemic happened. And, and it never was the same. There was always a homeless problem, but now dude, fucking fentanyl, dude. Like I know we're not on brand right now with the podcast, but holy shit, holy shit. Dude, it is sad. It is sad. It's a scary time we live in. Okay. So much is going on in the world. And this is not a pop culture podcast. If there was any other podcast niche that I would be in, I, I would have selected pop culture because I have so much to say. And I'm, I love keeping up with the stories. But instead, I picked surviving being with someone the rest of your life. So that's important. <laughs> that is important too. And we should be definitely getting off whilst trying to survive. I think I've said whilst 32 times in the intro. It's been five minutes. I want y'all to start giving me poll ideas. I want you to message me. What do you want to know from the listeners? There's a good 25,000 of y'all that listen every Monday. That's uh, that's cool. <laughs> that's Gilia. And so I want to know what we need to know. This is the people to ask. This is the tribe, the group of people. We're going to shoot you straight. We're not going to sugarcoat it. No lying doesn't help anyone. No faking it. No lying about how much sex you're having or not having. We're brutally honest. Okay. It's painful. It's hurtful. It hurts people's feelings, but we get further. Could that be debated about the getting further? Maybe someone would say you lie and you get further. But I think that it's a lot better 
when you're being honest about if you like it. How did I spiral back to the north and the south? Does anyone feel like one or the other are better lovers? Hmm, that's a question. I haven't slept with enough northerners, but I'm going to say the north is freakier. No, in my experience. But the southern men are more chivalrous in my experience. Now for the women, are the cunts from the north, the crazy cunts and the kooky cunts from the south? I don't know. <laughs> the southern batshit bells. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting question. I know in my personal experience when I first moved here, I'll never forget walking in and the door just being slammed in my face when someone like is immediately going in right in front of me and I have a bunch of shit in my hands and I'm like, never would I ever have experienced this. And had I did, it would have been like such an insult last thing. And then we'll, we'll get, you know, onto what you signed up for and why you're here. When I'm driving, if you don't give the little hand, do you know no one gives the little hand here? It is rare. It is rare. I hand out the wave, the nice hand regularly. I do it when I'm sorry. I do it after road rage. I do it to ask a question to get me in. Can you let me in? Can you let me Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No hands. No hands are flying up. Fly. Th- the hand should fly up. It says so much about yourself, but really not a lot of people do it here. And I think if they do it, they're not from here. Now you don't do the little handy thing when you're driving in the South. You're an asshole and everybody hates you. So the great question is what happens in a household divided? What do you teach the children? Here we go. Kicking it out. Hi, Jordan. Love your show. I feel like my question may be redundant. Please tell me if it is, but how can I be better at seducing my wife? I know you mentioned dating your partner and making sure her needs are met, which I do, and I've noticed the positive impact on our sex life, but I feel like seduction is its own category. Please let me know what you think. Okay. My first thought was that we have to like personalize the seduction, right? Because everyone's different. So I could share with you what works for me, but then you could go try all that and maybe that's not her thing. So I guess sharing both won't hurt, but I would definitely not miss out on the opportunity to see what kind of shit she's into. Does she read dirty books? Does she read romance novels? Is there some smut in that shit? Then that would kind of give you an indicator of maybe what gets her going. If it's a really dominant masculine man who takes control and having these conversations, you don't just have to go snoop and spy and try to find her porn history. I'm not against it. I'm certainly not against it, but I guess the mature, not odd, is it odd? I don't even think it's fucking odd thing to do would be to have the conversation, but let's just be honest. And we know that some people aren't giving it up or some people are more difficult to communicate with about uncomfortable topics such as these than others. And I'm always pushing y'all to try to get comfy and cozy and secure with it because you're going to have better sex. You're going to have better sex. Promise. And what works for me, and I'm going to generalize and say that I think all women or a lot of women, a lot of women would respond 
really well to a man being in his masculine, being confident, being assertive, manhandly, if you will. I mean, read the room, okay? You can read your wife. And I would hope that you know her taste in that, but I will stand by when I say predictable is boring. So mixing it up and really tuning into her. So the seducing part, you're saying, how do I get her to get in the fucking bed with me? Well, I think it depends on lots of factors. Is it the long game? Are you doing foreplay all day, some giant buildup? Or are you at home and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of horny. Time to set the atmosphere and see where we can go here. And I know maybe that some women are listening and you're like, that sounds selfish. I feel like I'm being used. He is a man and you are a woman and you'll think very differently. And that is his love language. Okay. And I know some of the ladies, the high drive ladies are like, it's my fucking love language too. So don't take it personally. And I will tell you, there are times that I have taken it personally. I'm the high drive spouse. And sometimes when I don't feel connected, when I don't feel seen or acknowledged or validated or given the proper attention, being doted on needy bitch things, okay, needy bitch problems, then when I'm touched intimately, I'm more like let down, bummed out, or I feel like, okay, like now it's on their terms. So just to fill you in, and this is something I talk about. I don't keep that to myself. I share when I feel a certain way, something hurts my feelings. And usually I would say always, he's not wanting me to feel like that. He doesn't want me to feel like it's transactional or I'm being used or an object. We just think differently. We have different needs. We have different triggers. So I say all this and I'm redundant about all of this because it matters because your wife is her own person. So ask yourself, like, what are her love languages? Like, what have I seen over the time we've been together that this has been effective? What are some of the best times we've had together? If you do one of those little fucking questionnaire things on Instagram, maybe this isn't on your for you page, but I bet you it's on hers. Maybe it's because I have a podcast, so I get all the relationship shit. But ask her like some questions that you both answer together. This sounds cheesy and lame to you men, but to her, it's sweet and thoughtful and romantic. And it makes her wet. The longer you're married, for some reason, the real dorky things make us feel good. A lot of us anyways. But you can always play it safe and buy our love too. That's always a good choice. I don't think you can go wrong if you always have a gift with whatever other strategy <laughs> you have going for you as well. My advice to you would be to listen to the Susan Bratton episode coming up as she talks about many ways to seduce your wife and one of them giving her pleasure in a way that is has nothing to do with yours. And yes, I know this will require patience and you're like, wait a second. I'm not winning here is on the point of trying to seduce her so that we can be intimate together and then my physical needs are met as well. Well, this is the long game and this is a way to get sustainable, consistent intimacy back in your life. So that episode will change your life. But my tip that you could take right now and use is offer her a 
massage and say there is no expectation of anything to come. And she needs to take her clothes off for this because that's how you give a real massage. So like, I want to give you a real massage. I enjoy touching you. You deserve it. Unwind, relax. And if you want to read, have a glass of wine and go to bed after, so be it. And you rub her like you've never rubbed before, sir. And if you have a heart on, if you happen to graze her with it, like you can say, apologize, say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help it. And you never know how this could go. And I'm going to feel really bad if she does get up and put her robe on and leave you hanging. But you know what? (laughs) She might think about the way you grazed her with your boner. Or during the massage, she may grab it and put it in her mouth and flip on over and ask for a massage down under. So I'm going to manifest that one for you with you. Godspeed. And keep listening and keep listening. Next question. This one's got an easy answer. Do you have any tips or tricks to encourage my wife to wear lingerie more often? She is fairly open to getting lingerie and I think she looks absolutely amazing. 10 out of 10. My jaw hits the floor whenever I'm lucky enough to see her in something sexy. I would love to see her in lingerie more often. I would estimate I see her about once a month lingerie, which I'm sure is more than most people. It is, I'm sure. However, nothing gets me more turned on than seeing her wear something sexy. I know she isn't completely in love with her body like I am, so any tips or tricks would be welcome to help her see her as I see her. Thanks. Well, you sound so sweet, so don't ever stop the compliments. Keep them coming. Tell her she's pretty every fucking day, even when she doesn't seem like she's listening or doesn't believe her, and encourage her to tell herself that. But any time you have an opportunity to hyper just fucking do it. And what I think you should do is take her shopping, take her shopping, go to the mall. You could do this in like manipulative ways. Even you could say, Hey, I'm going to, you can buy anything you want at this store, or we can do this, this, or this. And then we get to go where I want to go. Cause I want you to pick out whatever. And you have to cook dinner in it for me for the shopping trip. Like make it cutesy, not like serial killer but like <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You could even make this a long-standing bit in your relationship and be like, anytime you need something done around the house, this is getting weird, then you need to be in lingerie when I get home. Or I don't know, y'all could make it fun, but I guarantee you the more you buy it for her and the more you take her shopping to pick it out so and you can do little try-on hauls, see what she feels good in, Try something she's never tried before, leather, lace, whatever it may be, onesies, a costume, a role play vibe, whatever it may be. And that could be really fun and intimate together. And then you're getting this visual that you love. So I think you could hop on Reddit too and there's just a plethora of men that've got some tricks for you. Moving on, I think we're all going to get angry. I've noticed when my husband of seven years is scrolling on Facebook that a lot of the posts that come up in his feed are pages of girls in bikinis, pictures of girls' asses at the gym, transition videos of street clothes to lingerie. He doesn't like comment or follow, but the algorithm knows what he wants to see. I'm sure it reads his mind, bitch. Just kidding. (laughs) 
Am I just super insecure for feeling like complete shit that he's looking at these? I suspect he could have a porn addiction as well. And in my experience, chooses those things over me. For reference, I have AA boobs and no ass. So these women reflect everything I could never look like. Oh my God, you just broke my fucking heart. Tell him if he wants you to have big boobs, then he can cough it up and fucking buy them. If you wanted them, if you wanted them. And if you love your tiny fit princess, tiny titty committee boobies, then rock them, own them and be beautiful. And he sounds like kind of a douchebag a little bit. And because this one's for the girls, I probably am going to be a little mildly toxic and encourage you to be slightly hyper vigilant. Is that the word? And confident and fake it till you make it if you have to and feeling yourself and dressing sluttier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dressing sluttier and really, you know, putting in the work, but you can't do it and then be like a puppy and be like wanting him to compliment it. And I'm telling you that because I know what that feels like because I've done that. You have to just own it. And am I encouraging you to basically arouse suspicion or jealousy? Yeah. And that's not that's not the healthy, correct answer that I should be giving you. So let's redirect. Okay. Let me take a breath. Okay. So maybe the seven-year itch is a happening and homeboy is fantasizing about the grass being greener or, you know, maybe he's just addicted to porn, like you said, and he loves his wife and he wants his family more than anything in the world. But these visuals, like he's addicted to seeing naked women and he's feeding that wolf and he's not doing anything about it. And then when sex is just not really it and he struggles to climax because he is rewiring his brain with this constant stimulation of something he's not going to have in real life. You know, it fucks shit up. And so it probably is discouraging, but there is hope. There is hope. He just has to want to do things differently. And sometimes ego gets in the way, pride gets in the way, and someone's just not willing. But I will say that his FB is like, is an indicator of what homeboy is like up to, into. And before I sound totally hopeless, I would say that how you'll know if y'all can fix it or not is by confronting him, sharing with him how insecure it makes you feel to see this. And like, I don't know how to be what you need. Is this what you want visually? And why are you with me? Like, just kind of be completely vulnerable and share how you feel, which I'm sure those thoughts have crossed your mind. And I think how he responds is going to be all you need to know, literally. And that can be hard to digest because sometimes they'll be super fucking douche and then come back and then apologize. But if you don't see change, like you can do whatever you need to do. You're married to this person. I don't know if you have kids, but I would exhaust my options of how could we get on the right track and gain momentum there? But if he's unwilling and if it's more like a get over it and this is what all guys do or, you know, if y'all could have a heart to heart and you get intentional and be patient with the journey, if he is willing and has like an accountability buddy maybe even, (laughs) 
but it's true. If it's a real addiction, if it's like a true blue addiction, then that is not a weird thing. Now, if it's him and he's like, you know, my head's here and I've not been dating you and I've been feeding that wolf, then I think with the right choices and willingness, you could get where you want to get, but you'll never get there. And you'll always feel like shit if you're always obsessing over, am I enough? And that is just a a thing for a lot of women. It's a thing for a lot of women. And that's why we all need to go to therapy. And that's why we all need to go to therapy. Okay. Ain't no shame in the therapy game. And I feel like I did just crucify him for looking at boobs. I'll be like, y'all should watch porn together. He can watch porn. You watch porn. And I'm over here flipping shit about his algorithm. I think it just triggered me because you said you feel shitty and you feel insecure. And I, you shouldn't. And that's going to come from you, not from him. So remind yourself that, but also use your voice and you deserve to be respected and just, you know, also be like, how would that make him feel if it was vice versa? I think it's worth the conversation, not giving up on your marriage, but definitely a conversation. Okay. on to the next one. And this one I posted on Instagram stories and was like, I can't wait to talk about this one. Hi, I'm a longtime listener and I love the show. I've listened to a few of your podcast episodes where I've heard you say something along the lines of just marry her already. And I wanted to write in and remind you that marriage isn't always needed or wanted for all relationships. I am a man in my late 30s and in a long-term relationship that I see as my final one. I love my girlfriend and I want to be with her for the rest of my life. We have a house together. We have pets together. We have dreams together. She knows that I want to be with her forever because I tell her all the time, but I have no interest in getting married. Wedding costs a lot of money and are generally boring. I just find myself thinking of all the other things I could be doing if I wasn't stuck at a wedding. Planning a wedding also just sounds like a general nightmare. And for what? My girlfriend knows how I feel about this, and even though I don't want to get married, I would for her if she really wanted to, but she agrees that marriage is not everything, even though she wouldn't mind it either. So I just wanted to put it out there that not all of us need a ceremony and a piece of paper to show our commitment to one another happily unwed. So my thoughts on this are like, duh, that there are people who have no interest in getting married and not putting on a piece of paper and they feel like zero need. And that's fine, dandy. Like I, I even see your sides. I'm like, you know, good points. And, and like, that doesn't affect me at all. And I believe that people could be so happy and never need the marriage wedding thing. Now, the only thing where I was laying about in this was that all the reasons you listed were like so not what a relationship should be or like they were so selfish, I thought. They were so selfish because I just think men, like no shit, I don't think there's any men maybe gay men, but I don't even, I'm, I don't even believe this. Do men fantasize about their wedding? Any of them ever do any men think about their wedding as a little boy? Well, there's a lot. I'm not all of them. 
not all of them, but why am I going to say 80%? Like this is a, you know, not a statistic. This is made up, pulled out of my asshole, out of my asshole. But (laughs) whether it was to their stuffed animal, a cartoon character, another girl or Prince Charming, I feel like almost every woman has thought about her wedding day. Why? Let's I, even all the people that are freaking out on me right now, like because society and yeah, because of the rom coms, because of the boomers that raised us, because that was the message. If you grew up in church, that was definitely the message. You get married, and then you live happily ever after. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby, and the baby carriage. That was. That was it. We were playing MASH at recess. Who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? How many kids am I going to have? Tell me all the deets. And I totally know this listener is going to be like, fuck you for saying the things I'm saying are selfish. I just think they're a little out of touch, like maybe not empathetic of the other person. I would think most of the women you married, like, yeah, if the woman loves you so fucking much, she's not going to choose to leave you, lose you over a wedding day, probably. I mean, some, I think that would be a deal breaker for some, that it's really important to them. Maybe if someone was, especially if they're religious or spiritual and they find that to be really important. Some people want the ceremony and they don't want the piece of paper. And that's the part, it's like, at least give her the fucking ceremony. At least give her this declaration of love because that's what it is. So I find that marriage is sacred. And that's my opinion and to each their own. I know people will disagree and it's only up to the two people or however fucking many in the relationship to agree and to be aligned in those values. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. So if this person writing in and their girl were listening and we're like, ha 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 ha, like we don't fucking want any of that, like good, perfect. But how you worded it was like, she knows how I feel about this. And like, she loves me so much that she, you know, is okay with it. She's cool with it. But it kind of sounds like you're robbing her from uh, an event that she probably will look back and wish she would have experienced. Maybe there'll be this little bitty hole in her heart where she always wanted that ceremony. And she's going to be like, why didn't he love me enough to give it to me? And (laughs) Okay, I'll give him a little credit. I will give you credit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, even though I don't want to get married, I would for her if she really wanted to. So I guess you'll have to ask her and you'll have to be genuine. And when you say, hey, if you wanted to have a ceremony and plan that and put it together, I planned our whole fucking wedding. I didn't want Derek to have any opinion. He wanted more of an opinion than I wanted to allow him to have. And I know some people, (laughs) if he had great taste in that shit, I would be like, no, I still wouldn't even fucking want him to. Cause I'm a control freak. Me, I'm the problem. Hi. I want to control every aspect. There will be some women who get butt hurt and their feelings are hurt because they're like, why doesn't he want to pick out napkins with me? And it's like he doesn't want to pick out. It overwhelms him. There's too many choices. He has no idea what the fuck is going on. It's a lot. As long as he is willing to open his wallet when need be, if you get over budget, that's all we want him there for. Can I get an amen? 
But yeah, to wrap that one up, to land that plane, yeah, I totally agree. You don't have to have any of that to be in a happy relationship, duh. But if she wants the ceremony, maybe y'all are like, fuck the man, like fuck the paper. You don't need the paper. It just complicates things. I think at, for some people, taxes, <laughs> it can help you. It can help you out. It's a, it's a hack it. Find the loopholes. Do what you need to do. But for some people, there's no point and it would be a hindrance or I don't know, whatever, what the fuck ever. Just make sure that you're both on the same page for realsies and it's not like you're forcing her to do that. If you'll know, if unless you're a psychopath, you will know if she is like, we don't have to. I see. I see. Like, you're the most important thing. She secretly fucking wants one. Let her get a white dress, pick a few songs, eat some cake, and get drunk and dance. Okay? Sounds like a good time. We need you to switch gears and get positive. The planning, you don't have to make it a show, a production. It's just a declaration of love. And if not, agree to disagree. Okay. We're done so with that one. But I had to. Let's move on to a man's butthole. Hello, how do I ask my girlfriend that I would be interested in getting pecked? Welp, you're gonna ask her. You're, I know, I know it sounds harder, right? Or no, it sounds easier than it is. You can't be like, hey, do you want to peck me? I could take her back. She could lose her breath. She could say, huh, what's pegging? But of course, she doesn't say this out loud. Maybe she does. Maybe she hops on Google, looks it up, horrified, absolutely horrified. She spirals. Y'all are distant, disconnected. Things are weird. I get it. You know, it could, it could be, <laughs> it could be weird. But where I would start, and this is to anyone, girlfriend, spouse, I would share that you have learned through this sick ass podcast could, or it could be an article, whatever you want your scapegoat to be, that you heard about the male G-spot, that when you used to jack off, you would always finger your butt no, <laughs> or rub your gooch and you didn't know why that felt good, that sensation felt good for the longest time, but you now know the science behind it. And maybe y'all should try some toys to stimulate it because the orgasm is unmatched. And it's 2023. I'm sure she's heard of the male G-spot or she's seen enough in porn or listens to whatever podcast and she knows what the fuck is up. So maybe this isn't going to shake her. But if you need to preface it with like, diving into what she likes, asking questions about what she's into so it can kind of organically switch over to you maybe. And my advice to you is to not take her reaction personally whatsoever. Like don't put an expectation on it and just let it be and let her process and don't make that about you. Like let that be for her if that makes sense. Don't dwell on that and be like, oh my God, what is she thinking? Just let the dust settle. I wish you luck and y'all should listen to the podcast together. Maybe that'll help ease any tension or uncomfortability. And it's a great conversation starter. Reason 227, why to listen to the podcast together. Before we move on, I'm just going to come out and say that I've never pegged anyone in my life. And I just wanted to share that. And I don't have a desire to, 
But what made me think of that was that question of like, what would I do? Would I be horrified? I don't think I would be horrified. I think especially now after doing this podcast, I feel like I would, because I'm not a stranger to the butthole by any means. So I feel like it would be more extreme and I'm not used to taking on such a dominant role. But if I knew that the person I loved or was with was really into that or wanted to explore that, I would want to because I feel like their pleasure brings me pleasure. So try to think of it like that. Okay, the next one, a little heavier, but I'm sure relatable, relatable for some people and they need this push and I feel like it needs to be read and I need to push. Hey, Jordan, love your show. I'm trying to navigate a monogamous long-term marriage while being sexually fulfilled, but yet respectful, loyal, and not so selfish been married now 20 plus years have three kids and for the most part three or four times of three or four times a week of sex with my wife I got into this relationship when younger and my then girlfriend shared about sexual abuse trauma from the past being younger I thought little to nothing of it and just thought oh we'll overcome this together while some aspects of our sexual relationship have been okay other areas have suffered For example, she doesn't allow me to ever kiss her breast and never comes on to me by touching my penis, nor willingly give a blowjob if ever at all. We tried to talk through it together, and she just can't get past the previous abuse that was done to her. I feel like it's holding back our complete sexual satisfaction in our relationship, and more specifically my desire for her to give me oral sex. In my head, I have some feelings of guilt for wanting this because she's come a long way and we still have sex. However, I'd really love to move past it because that's one area of our intimacy that has never been fulfilled, at least for me that is. Is there any recourse here? Could sexual therapy and the thousands of dollars it will cost potentially help in this area? I don't want to go outside of the relationship or my desire to be fulfilled or my own personal sexual appetite. Thanks again. Okay. I wish I had the perfect person or could relate 100% and guide you in that way. I will say Dr. Allison Ash, last week's episode, you could check her out because she's a trauma-informed therapist and does like solo and couples, but I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly, but one million quadrillion percent invest the money. And I think you should do your due diligence. I know this will be like a whole new chapter, but if you actually, I'm surprised you waited this long, honestly, because that's a long fucking time. So you sound like you are a stellar, good man, a disciplined man, and a disciplined man is a good man, in my opinion. And you sound like a badass husband. And you're right. You're going to have to be patient and understanding. And it sounds like you've been all those things. And I think this is where some willingness could come in. And I know some people might be like, how dare you say that after what she's been through? I don't even know what she's been through, the level of trauma that she endured. And it's not my place to say shit, actually. But I will say that I think it could be so helpful because she deserves to heal and she deserves to be free and she deserves to be able to feel like she can give the type of love she desires or pleasure to her man. And it seems like the only thing stopping her is this immense amount of trauma and this 
deep, deep seated wound. And while a normal, if like a, a couple wrote in and the wife hadn't experienced any sexual trauma, it would be easy to suggest a beducated course or a course that incorporates Tantra or all these fabulous resources that get you going and start the combo and the activity and tell you what to do. And then it organically builds and gets better and hot and steamy. But there's this big wound. There's this big boo-boo. Like there, you can't play the game because you're injured. And so you got to go to physical therapy and get whatever it is back in order so you can get out on the field and play the game. And she can't even play because she's hurt. And we know she's hurt because she has these limitations that are literally holding her back because like the kissing on the breast, like literally she has barriers there. So she deserves that for herself. So whatever that looks like, whether it's her starting to go alone to sex therapy by herself and then incorporate you when she's ready, maybe that could be better because she might need to have this these conversations or deal with these feelings that come up with no one around her. Or maybe she wants you there, but that needs to be on her terms. So I think going to her and telling her she deserves to feel free from any sort of chains that is put around her at any point in her life and that this is something you want to do together. And if she needs to start by herself and then incorporate you in later or if you go separately, like you go and she go at separate times to the same doctor and then put it on the doctor, like have the doctor say, I'll tell you when it's time to be together. So, but yeah, invest the fucking money. I know some people will say, oh, well, that's easier said than done. I think there's ways, there's resources, to, there's factors, but you, if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. I think you should try to make it happen. Okay, everyone, that is all the listener questions for today. If you want to write in, don't forget to go to the hornyhousewifepodcast.com, submit a question truly anonymously, and follow me on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. That will all be in the episode notes along with all the other cool shit we talked about today. Make sure you're subscribed so you stay in the loop, in the know, new episodes every single Monday, and I will see you next week.